to another episode of Chris and Dave's Routercast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend, he's Dave. Hi there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Maths UK Series 7, Episodes 5 to 8, or Week 2, Chris. Now, first of all, before we get into Maths, welcome back, sir. <laughs> well, I may have missed you, Mr Horrocks. Um, my love of Las Vegas, as you know, was uh, fully... Uh, rectified last week after four years and uh, we went to New York as well had a great time we were up on money for the first time ever going to Vegas we don't bet a lot but we were you know just doing low spins but we all ended up with about 500 quid 500 dollars up each which was enough to drag over into our spends in New York so yeah I had a great time met my sister I've not seen her for nearly since last time I was in Vegas she come down from Vancouver with her husband and honestly it was a ball. But Dave went to New York, did everything in the first day, and then for two days we were bored and pretty pissed <laughs> off of everyone in New York because they're all rather rude, oh, most of the oh, people. So. Sounds like you fit right into New York, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around angry. What a Spider-Man <laughs> pointing at each other. <laughs> did I, have I ever told you, I, I can't remember, I think the first time I went to New York as an adult, I was actually just changing over at JFK, but it was like a five-hour changeover or something daft like that. So flying from Manchester, going into JFK, and then flying up to Boston. In hindsight, it should have just fucking drove up from Boston, uh, from New York to Boston. But but anyway, gets there, and my colleague is a bit of a smoker, so he goes outside. Now, this was about February, and, it, it, you know, it's really... Uh, Everywhere was just covered in snow. Proper picture postcard stuff. Yeah. And anyway, so I said, well, go on, I'll, I don't smoke, but I'll, I'll go outside to get some fresh air and whatever. And there was a guy there. What, what do you call him? You know, the, the guy's uh, not a chauffeur, a, a valet. Is that yeah, yeah. maybe? Uh, concierge. Sort of concierge yeah. yeah, he just yeah. opens the door. He doesn't drive your car off or anything, but, you know, VIPs sort of drive up. And uh, he opens a door for him and stuff. And then so my colleague is just, he's just making conversation in that kind of British uncomfortable, you know, you don't like uncomfortable silences kind of thing. And he says, oh, it's cold here. Is, is it this cold up in Boston? You know, just making conversation. like. And the guy looks at him as if he's just asked him something insanely stupid. And he goes, Boston? How the hell do I know what the weather's like in Boston? I'm from New York. (laughs) (laughs) In a really fucking aggressive way. Anyway, we were just like, right, should we head in then? (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting for the fucking gun to come out or something. But uh, yeah, no, I I know. I love New York, but it is, you know, it's just a, a bit different from Vegas, obviously. Yeah, it, it, and you know what, Dave? You get that. The one thing that makes me laugh in America is they just want tipping for fucking anything. Someone holds the door open for you and they want a tip. You know, you say about that concierge guy, the day we were leaving for New York, like yesterday pretty much, because obviously it's a long long uh, trip back and everything with the, the times and everything. You're trying to keep on English time when you get home. And this guy not spoke to us all week. He not opened the door for us. He not said anything. 
Oh, yeah. As soon as he sees me carrying all the cases outside of the taxi, he opens the door of the taxi and puts one case in and wants to tip. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking charlatan, you absolute blagger. Did but you tip him? Yeah, oh, yeah, I did. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't choice today, you know. But, but he, he's funny because, like, we went to Vegas. It was so chilled. It was so relaxed. And, and we said that we probably... We shouldn't probably shouldn't have gone to New York afterwards because it was just too contrasting. Obviously, two different sides of America anyway, the East and West Coast. But they, they're just so it's a working city. It's like Manchester, it's like London, it's got all the sites there, and everyone's just in a rush. Nobody's got any fucking manners, you know. So it wasn't just that. We did everything because we've done it before. We'd left stuff open and we did it in one day. We walked 13 miles in the first day. It was ridiculous. We did so much walking and, and sightseeing. We should have saved it. So by the second day, we would. I ended up. You saw the pictures, and people who follow me on uh, Twitter may have seen it. But I ended up somewhat into roller skating. We'd done ice skating at the um, Woolman Ice Rink in the middle of Central Park at Christmas. But no, tried to do roller skating. I have never done roller skating, Dave. At least if ice skating. I can say I'd done it and, and I did it as a kid and up to about 16, I used to skate like every quite regular. Not amazing, not fucking Torval and Dean, but I could skate. But with roller skating, I thought, oh, I used to skateboard all the time. I'd be fine. <laughs> fucking hell. That was the scariest <laughs> thing ever. I just kept thinking I'm going down it. And I didn't go down once actually, but it just wasn't for me. So we wasted a bit of time doing that. And it sounds like, because I, I kept thinking, because I'm doing obviously my vlogs, uh, Phelps travel vlogs, if anyone wants to see the vlogs of the holiday on YouTube. But I'm doing my vlogs and I'm, I'm, I, I was trying to, you know me, I'm always like too honest sometimes and I'm opening my gob and I'm talking. And then after I'm thinking, does that sound like proper privileged shit? You know, like I'm like, oh, it probably. wasn't as good. Yeah, it probably does because <laughs> some people can't get to New York and I didn't want it to sound like that. I was just being honest, you know, like saying like we just, I don't think we'll ever go back to New York for a long time if we do at all after this, because I think once you've done it once or twice, that's it. You, you've done everything unless something new happens, but it, it's still brilliant seeing the things. And then we went to the nine 11 Memorial, which obviously was on the day we left was nine 11. So it was fantastic seeing all the police and the firemen and uh, fire women all dressed up in the, you know, their outfits, paying the respect. They were, the city was like uh, thriving and, and it was dead respectful day, if you know what I mean? But mm. then, it, now weed is legal, so everyone is selling weed on every corner pretty much. <laughs> you still right. seen some of the splits that were <laughs> not put out for a week, you know, like they were just like next to I'm going to some there's weed and Sam's like, it's legal. I'm like, oh yeah. And then the next corner I go, he's not in which it's legal. I've just told you that. I'm like, yeah, oh sorry. <laughs> Fucking also, Dory. Yeah, no, I know what I'm like. But Oh, of all the things that happen while we're away, Dave, and I know this is more of a serious thing, is the the Queen passed away as well. So, a bit so monumental, wasn't it? Yeah, because so I'm not a royalist. I've never been a, a, a big royal family fan. However, I was quite uh, sad about it. You know, thinking, well, she's always been a uh, thing in everyone's lives, aren't she? Even the, our national anthem's just changed in a week that we've known for our 40 odd years on this planet. It's always been God save our, you know, gracious Queen or whatever it is, you know, and. and Watch the footballers sing it right now. It's king, so it's. Yeah. So, I just think the whole thing that the country and and uh, it, the whole of the UK has pretty much come to a standstill, aren't they? You know, I mean, I did see. I've got to tell you this story, Dave. I've got on a, 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 a sad note, and uh, obviously, you know, you know how you're feeling with it. But some guy is having problems with a a company trying to get his money back. They only put 
on it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're not doing any uh, refunds until after the funeral next week. And I'm like, some people, are, honestly, some people are just ruthless, aren't they? You're like, wow. And it's on Twitter, this big thread, this company say, I'm sorry, we can't. We're, we're too uh, emotionally drained on this. We're going to sort your, your refund out and next week at the earliest. It's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. it is a weird one. Um, you know, as the saying goes, not a bad innings by any stretch. And no. I know lots of people feel very differently uh, about it. But, you know, for us, uh, it's been there for our whole lives. So it, it is a bit strange, you know. So, yeah, um, I haven't really got that much more to say to it other than fucking bank holiday, Chris. I know, well... <laughs> <laughs> Holiday. And you know what? When, when you know this, when we go to America and you do it yourself, a lot of people think that like we're Australian and they always say, like, I've had loads of research. So this time I didn't. So when they knew you from England, they were like, I, I, I must have had about 20 people say to me from when the Queen passed away on the Thursday, which like, oh, I'm so sorry, condolences. And obviously, Vegas was lit up. Amazing, Dave. Oh, like you know, New York was Times Square is phenomenal. The tributes on the hotels and the buildings and everything. It was really well done. And their coverage was off the scale. I think that in some respects, they were as upset as like a lot of people in the UK are, you know. So uh, it was nice to see. And so it, it sort of did almost like a bit of a lump in the throat, I think, when you were watching some of the, the stuff about the Queen. It was nice. And I'm, I've never been a royalist, but... Um, yeah, bank holiday is always a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> We're a pair of bastards, right? Let's not talk about So anyway, uh, let's continue being a pair of bastards because <laughs> I think, Chris, this crop of maths contestants, by God. I, I mean, we start off episode five and we have uh, maths first lesbian couple. So we have Zoe and Jenna getting together. Now, what have you got to say about them? Well... It's funny, you know, Dave. Now, me and you have got a take on this. So I, I honestly think that we have, um, we can be and give our opinion on on their, what, what, what the crux was in their relationship. So they both get together. Uh, Jenna's really worried about the fact that she's had alopecia because of a serious accident. And I, and I did think when I'd seen her every time, I kept thinking, I'm sure that she's wearing uh, a wig there, you know, totally. Uh, understand that it was a massive burden for her she she wanted to get it off her chest with zoe everything was going great i, I actually put in my notes like these seem like a really nice couple which is always the fucking worst thing you can do on maths days is to judge a couple straight away and go what <laughs> yeah. a couple these two are when jenna now what, what i would say is jenna is a vegan zoe isn't now me and you I did vegan for uh, less time. I was vegan for about 10 months. Um, you were a vegan and you're vegetarian, aren't you? So, um, yeah, that's correct. So, so we've both done veganism, like we've done it. And I found like out that I was doing what Jenna was doing was trying to convert people. And when I've been, and Sam said that like the joke is in it, you know, when someone's vegan, because they fucking tell you, you know, like, and I didn't realize I was, was doing it, like telling people I'm vegan, being, you know, I went to New York last time I was vegan couldn't get any food anywhere other than whole foods, which was nonsense. But it's uh, when you read into a plant-based diet, it's really beneficial to, I'm not a vegan now. I, I'm not, I'm you know, back eating meat and everything, but I did do it and I understand it. My brother-in-law had a discussion with me when we were away because my sister and brother-in-law are vegan. He's like a top vegan chef. 
And they always try and get me to go places from uh, Vegas. There's a place called the uh, Redwood uh, Restaurant uh, uh, Resort World, and it's food supposed to be, you cannot tell. It's vegan. And I had a vegan uh, Philly sandwich in another restaurant, and it tasted like meat, it tasted like steak. It was unbelievable. It was so nice. Um, and I enjoyed it. But my brother-in-law actually said something really silly, and I've only watched this since I come back, obviously, this episode. But he said to me, he said, you know what? He said, we realise now we've been vegan for like 10 years. We literally were trying to change the world. We were trying to force veganism on everyone and, you know, couldn't understand why people eat meat now and blah, blah, blah. And he had that discussion with me. Obviously, he doesn't watch maths. And then I'm watching maths and I'm going, fuck me. It's because Jenna <laughs> was really judgy on Zoe. And I thought Zoe got, there was no need for it. I, thought, I mean, they seemed dead nice. And I kept thinking, no, Jenny, you're driving her away if she wants to eat. When they were eating food, it was like... She was ready to, like, I don't know, like, nick a million pounds or do something drastic. <laughs> and they built it up on the producers, didn't they, the way they were cutting it in. And I was like, no, you don't do that. That's her choice. Like, and I can see that's going to be a massive crux in their relationship, which it shouldn't be. What you put in your body is your choice, and that's it. Whether you, I agree, you agree, whatever, you should never judge anyone on that. It's not nothing to do with anybody. And it just seemed like such a really lame excuse to sort of get in and I felt I felt sorry for Zoe I must admit so I think I'm in the minority of one right here because I think most people saw it the way you see it and I was seeing it the other way to be honest now you say about trying to convert the world I am probably the laziest fucking veggie there is because I cannot give a fuck what anyone else eats right yeah I do it for me that's it start middle and end of it and the thing is i I, the last time i was out for like a a works night out went out for a meal and everything it was with a bunch of people that i'd not met for ages because of lockdown and everything and we sits down and like my approach is right come the zombie apocalypse chris i'm eating meat there is no question. I am out yeah. there hunting, fucking uh, slaughter, you know, slaughtering whatever I can. Survival is the most important thing for me. But if if there is a vegan option, I'm going to take it. So it comes around, you know, everyone, the waiter comes over, everyone's ordering and stuff. Gets to me, it's like, oh, I'll have the plant burger, please. Fuck me, then it becomes a massive topic of, of discussion then. It's like, oh, are you, are you are you veggie? Are you vegan? And then the whole thing is like, oh, where do you get your protein from? Uh, and can you not eat anything? Can you not eat eggs? Can you not eat cheese? And it's like, oh, fuck, look, I just want to fucking eat. Like before, like up until 10 seconds ago, you did not give a fuck what I ordered. But now suddenly you fucking really care and are borderline offended that I choose not to eat fucking meat. So I don't know what it is. So I was seeing it that way, to be honest. And when, so this is not a one-way street. Because when, you know, Zoe finds out and she's laughing at the camera and she's going, she doesn't eat eggs. What? And it's a fucking massive funny thing. It's like, oh, what the fuck does she eat? It reminded me of uh, Piers Morgan, that fucking pie-faced twat. He <laughs> was, was suddenly really offended because Greg's was offering an option to have a vegan sausage roll. So he was like eating it and then pretending he's like throwing up. It's like, do you know how much meat is in a fucking real sausage roll? So yeah, <laughs> <where he's laughs> but, but I remember he, he tweeted something about 
fucking wine. He's like, wine? Vegan wine now? What the... What is that made of? And someone <laughs> responded, grape spears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have just the wine, the grape bit and the alcohol without the fish guts that, that are used to clean the, uh, the tanks and everything. But, you know, so I was seeing it that way, to be honest. Right up until Jenna was like, oh, I hope she doesn't choose the lamb. And I was like, Jenna, you just fucking... <laughs> absolutely took my fucking legs away from my argument because yes she did turn into that fucking judgy vegan then and it's like oh fucking hell just let her. You, you're literally just fucking meeting each other there are so many well so so look what's important to her is what's important to her to me i wouldn't give a fuck uh but to her if it is important then she should have fucking said that when she was telling the experts what she was looking for in a marriage. Yes. So, you know, if it's not on your fucking list, then don't try and change someone. Like, if if they want to eat meat... And the, the other thing, to flip-flop the other way, Chris, what was it Zoe said? She said something about, oh, you know, I don't, don't know whether to... I, I kind of want to have it, you know, medium rare or something. I'm not sure the lamb really gives a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it fucking? Why does that matter? You know, it's like the lamb's up there in lamb fucking heaven. Like, oh fucking hell! Thank fuck for that. She's not overdone me, or or, I I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking, but but yeah, there are definitely two ways to to look at that. But I think both of them in that scenario, I, I. I couldn't really vouch for for either of them. However, you know, getting over that thing, I, I think there's there's more there. But it it depends. I don't know. I don't think we've seen the last of this this veganism thing. And I do think it's a two way street. I think Jenna can potentially she's going to get a bit more judgy about it and decide that actually no, I I need someone to adopt the same values that I do. Or, I, I don't know, I feel like Zoe has got a bit of a chip on her shoulder that she's going to do that. You, could, you know what? You could be right, and you made a good point there regarding people's opinions on you, because I got that. when I, I've, I've flirted being a veggie over the last two years since I was vegan, um, and then when I, when I was a vegan properly, it was obviously you you helped me like, watch that Game Changer thing on Netflix, didn't it? That got yeah, me into yeah. it, that, and I was really like, for the health side of it and that, and I did see health benefits from it. Definitely. I lost a little bit of weight, stuff like that, which is always a big crux for me. But I found that people got really irate that I was vegan. And I wasn't bothered. So I would go to a family do and I'd either bring something or I would negotiate everything having a buffet. I'd be able to find something I can eat. But people are like, oh, for fuck, fucking vegan again. Oh, what? And I'm like, what the fuck does it? Like you said, you're so right. And, and even me and Sam fuck have off, had swampy. Yeah, exactly. Stop trying Sam, to change me. We, yeah, we had dust ups over it. Me, Sam, and Jordan. Where it's like we go out, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have whatever. Oh, come, just have something. I'm like, no, I don't. That's my choice. I don't want to do that. So I think I became so, so going back to eating meat again was was lockdown because we everything was shut and all I was eating was fucking toast with Vitalite because. I couldn't get anything. So I ended up sort of uh, relenting. And obviously we didn't want to have two lots of shoppings and because the things were tight. 
And that's where it happened. But then I went back veggie. And I remember saying something, oh, yeah, I'm veggie. And I was like, what, again? Oh, I'm like, I've never been veggie. What are you talking about? So I get it. I get it. I, I think you're right. I don't, I think this thing is, is, we've not heard the end of it. It might be an excuse for Jenna to get out of the relationship, but I do agree. Because when I, I was in New York and asked for a vegan sandwich, Dave, and they give me a fucking egg sandwich. And I looked at the guy and went, it's got egg on it. And he went, yeah, that's vegan. I went, he's got egg in it. I can't have dairy products. And in the end, I walked out and I ate the fucking sandwich and took the egg off. I never forget. It's like an omelette. Just Anyway, so there's another markdown for New York, Dave. But well, there you go. Um, so, but anyway... <laughs> You're going to have all the fucking New Yorkers <laughs> coming after you. Yeah. No, we haven't. No, I'm not. I, I, I love I'm New York. It's Chris who doesn't. No, hang on. I've got New I York tattoo. I would quite happily, honestly, just... I, I could spend, I, I don't know, two weeks in New York just going from bar to bar. Oh, I could do that. I went to a few... Well, I ended up in one bar, and it was a fucking Liverpool bar. I sent you a picture, didn't I? Yeah. Walked in, we were like, oh, let's go and get a drink. Get that side. probably didn't uh, help your mood, to be honest. <laughs> fucking Sean's bar on 48th Street, and there's fucking the Liverpool badge. You didn't even see above the door. You never walk alone. Scarf right near me head. I was like, oh, are you fucking joking? And then it was nice, though, because there was a few United fans in there who actually worked there, Dave. So we were all in agreement that the... Uh, General manager didn't know what she was doing in there. But anyway, no, I love New York. I've got New York tattooed on my arm. I've got bloody Statue of Liberty and everything. I, I do love New York, but it just it just wasn't the same this time, unfortunately. Whether it's just you, a you love You love New York. You just couldn't stand the whole three days there. No, not all three days. Right, I'm shutting up now because <laughs> I know people are going to come after me. No, I just, it was, the, it was more... I don't know what I was expecting. It's my own fault. I know how busy and lived in New York is. Vegas is the opposite. You go from one side to the other, and that it just it was the wrong decision to do them two cities one after the other. I think. I, I think you've done them the wrong way around. So I, I went to Vegas first time, two thousand one, and did um, like L.A. and Hollywood, and then on to Vegas. Yeah, I should have done that. I agree. I think if you'd have gone New York and then Vegas, it, it'd have been different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. It just didn't work the other way, but there you go. So I apologise to anyone who's listening from New York. Don't come and get me. <laughs> just, it was just a hangover, I think. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the show, Dave, because I'm going to get some stick for this. So, um, <laughs> Hopefully. So, <laughs> so Casey, Casey uh, and Kwame, um, Dave, look, together, aesthetically, as a couple, they look great, but she... They teed Kwame up before on the VT from episode four of you sit on that bed, I'm going on this. And we were like, I was like, oh, and this was this was just before I went away. And I was like, oh my God, this guy, what? But what is this guy doing? And blah, blah, blah. When you actually saw the episode, she'd said at the start, I wanted, you know, I wanted someone who was tall and everything. And then it was like, He's too small. He's too slim. He looked ripped up. He was. He had the body on him and everything. Mister fucking Garner, wasn't he? Exactly. You know, he, he said that himself. Very. He's very cocksure of himself. But she was saying the same. I'm a boss lady. I'm this. I'm that. He says he goes for more petite uh, girls, likes the feisty ones. I'm looking over at Whitney, going, "Well, we all know why that they've put me there because they're hoping that Kwame and Whitney have a bit of." Um, behind the cameras action, Dave, there's a big revelation, which I could probably see coming, but they just didn't look compatible to me. I mean, I think Kesha was more into him, without a doubt. He was taking it slow, but I think he's got a hang-up on it, the way she looks, and he's trying to be politically correct. 
about the way he says it, you know, to not offend anyone. But everyone has a type, don't you? We all have types, everyone, what you're into. There's nothing wrong with that, Dave. And I think I think he was he likes or he will make a play possibly for Whitney because there's just a little dialogue we got at the end of episode eight. Yeah, I mean, who did he say he was into? He's like Rihanna, Rihanna Beyonce, uh, Beyonce, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, and all this. You know, it's a, yeah, I've got in my notes, Chris, for this couple, not a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> just as simple as that. Start, middle, and end of it. Um, you know, and it's just going to drag out, unfortunately. So, you know, I did wonder what the hell body contouring was. So I had to look it up. Apparently, it's like non-surgical, like, they try and work bits of your body that where exercise isn't working. So that that's what her business is. So I don't really understand what that was, to be honest. But um, yeah, not got that much more to say about it. I mean, when he was saying about, um, you know, he just got himself a drink. And then he was, oh, she was God. sort of taking the piss about the fact that he'd done that, and he's just like, "Deal with it." I was like, "Come on, mate, <laughs> you know, you can't just, do that." No, it's just not fucking on that. But it reminds me. I'm, I'm sure it was Australia season seven, you know, where um, there was a guy on there, and he was he was it was an older couple, but you know, he just was not attracted to her at all and he kept giving this bullshit line about oh you know I, I'm, sh- I'm sure at some point the attraction will grow you know he just kept yeah. saying that and like you just want to be on telly mate it's okay you know, but just fucking come up with a different line that's like believable so yeah, I I think the only thing this couple will add is just a bit of drama. There's nothing between them at all. No, I agree with that. I agree. And I do think that's the one to look at with Whitney. And I want to talk about Whitney, Dave, because I've got a theory a bit later on. But talking about dinner party, right? Fucking April and George. Now, you know, April was made out on the initial thing of that she'd absolutely copped off with someone we found out it's a lady. She's laughing, saying like, um, you know, most guys would be happy with that. To be honest with you, Dave, probably. But the context of what George said, it was basically, it looked like it was a full-on tongs. They were wrapped around each other in this jacuzzi. She's adamant that it was a peck on the cheek, a peck on the lips, and it was a dare. And she even demonstrated that with Thomas, didn't she? She said, this is what I did. Mm. He's been severely hurt, without a doubt. And I do think that she's not aware, like what the, I'm still quoting fucking specialists, my arse they are, but the specialists for the <laughs> context of the fucking show, what a load of bollocks, but... The, the experts, Chris, the experts. Yeah, the experts, the fucking experts. I've got, you yeah. can't see me, but I've got the quote fingers Yeah, that's what I'm there. doing, that's what I'm doing, the quotation <laughs> fingers. He, they've got a point, he's scarred. However, you don't go around the fucking room telling everyone, well, you do on a TV show, because obviously... You know, he, he he probably knows what he's doing, but he just looked like a dick, didn't he? And when it yeah. kicked off and um, Lara started crying, um, April started crying, sorry, he, he just looked like a dick, didn't he? And then he's like backing her up there. Oh, no, no, what's up? What's up? It's like, you've told everyone in the room. I, I just, I don't <laughs> know what it is with him, Dave. I don't think they're going to work either, if I'm being honest. And I no, think George will self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Look, she's, uh, what is she, Miss Great Britain or something? But serial fucking reality TV star, been on all sorts of different shows. And he is just a drama queen, isn't he? I mean, like you say, last week when he was giving it the old, oh, she's been intimate with someone. (laughs) It's just like, you know, it was a peck on the cheek. Whatever the fuck it was. But he was making a massive deal about it. But then... Like you say, he's telling different people. And Richie suddenly thinks he's fucking Dr. Love. You know, he's... He, oh, right. Oh, that's oh, terrible, that, mate. Oh, no. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, Richie, <laughs> fuck off. You fucking 50-year-old, never-been-in-love, clingy fucker. I'll get to you later. <laughs> but George, he can't fucking tell everyone and then go... Well, I don't know what everyone's going on about. Yeah. <laughs> you massive <laughs> fucking bellend. But, you know, the the experts, Chris, did have a little bit of a point about April. You know, she's never really considered, like, George's feelings. She just kept repeating the fact that, well, it was just nothing. You know, why is, why is this becoming a thing? It was nothing. Rather than just saying, look, here's what I did. To me, it was nothing. But I appreciate, you know, for you, it was something. And I'm sorry yeah. about that. That That's all it would take in my view. But she's not actually... She, she's just your classic fucking narcissist on these dating shows, Chris. So, <laughs> so she's not even thinking about George. She's just like, does this camera angle make me look good? So, yeah, I, I think April and George both... Uh, yeah, I said last week, you know, both obviously influencers and stuff... No fucking chance. I also think, you know, he's got four kids. She's, she's what, 32? It's a lot to lump on someone, really, isn't it? To go from zero to four. I I, I just think there's not much chance of this couple working at all. But they'll both try and maximise their screen time. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to pop up all over. And I I thought George seemed to be quite... The way he was chatting with Lara was quite nice, Dave. You know, Richie's because Rich Richie's showing to me a bit of um, what's he called? Fucking oh, the Bell and Off Love Island. I'm, um, Gemma and Which uh, one? Ru- Luca, <laughs> Gemma and Luca. Oh, he's he's fucking armed. Well, we'll talk about them two Bellends in a bit, Dave, as well. But um, <laughs> but God, Richie, I miss this. Yeah, no, Richie. <laughs> it's just the cock, and he likes it. When he's like that. He's, Dave, he's been in some successful band tour in the fucking world, right? And he's probably there. Going, Is he really? Probably... Have well, you ever fucking heard of him? Hey, dare. We're massive in Oldham, Dave. How dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, he's been in a band like that. And, and he's there going, that is disgraceful. And I'm like, okay, fair enough, mate. I'm just, I don't believe him. And, and it's either that or he lives, he's lived in his spare fucking bedroom like his whole life. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? I just, I, there's something off with Richie. I, I did sort of pull for him in the first episode, but he, but the more I've got to see of him, I'm just like, yeah, there's something off here. And, and he's going far too quickly, far too quickly with Lara. She's just like getting the ick, I think. I, now, you have been away, Chris, but I don't know if you'll have seen that. Someone posted on our Facebook, Richie was on some other dating show about fucking 10 years ago or something. It might have been like Take Me Out or something like that. And actually, the date seemed to go pretty well, but it was the same lines. He 
he's still playing this character, old Bilbo Baggins there, that he's this massive <laughs> fucking rock star and he's like, live fast, lo- love him fast and whatever. And just, I don't believe it. It's a fucking character. And he's probably been living in his mum's basement for most of the time. So, you know, you and I were in a band, right? And I'd done the, the unsigned circuit in Manchester for a while as well. And the best way, the best kind of parallel I can draw is if you listen to the lyrics from Arctic Monkeys' Fake Tales of San Francisco, that is what it was fucking like. Just a bunch of bellends who think they're fucking something, but they're like, I, I, was, I would never fit in because I'm always like, well, look, I've got to be up, work, up for work in the morning, but you yeah. lot are clearly fucking rock stars the way you're going around like Bertie fucking Big Bollocks. So he's just like that. He's just... He's not lived this fucking Mick Jagger lifestyle that he's trying to pretend that he has. And again, I still, I think I said it last week, but, you know, the thing about Lara, you know, oh, fucking hell, she's got kids. Oh, man, this is a, you know, it's quite a big thing, this. What are you fucking expecting, you cock? <laughs> what are you fucking, it's like, oh, I might be a bit young for kids, you know? <laughs> like, fucking hell, man. So, yeah. Well, I just <laughs> Chris, I don't know if there's many people. I think there's one couple which I'll get to later uh, who actually like in this lot. Yeah, there is only one couple actually. I think it's Jordan. Um, what's he called? Um, oh, Dave, hang on. Right, let me. I'll get it, Dave. I've, I'm, I've lost it this last week. Oh, Jordan Ch- and Janita. Janita. Yeah, Janita, they're really yeah, yeah. sweet. Them together. Yeah. Compliment, little jokes. They got little in jokes together. They're the Once only you pop, one you can't stop. Exactly, Dave, you know that. Uh, but, but they are the only couple that I would turn around and say, at the end of this, I've got a chance, because I think it's just a natural thing there. They might yeah. be the first, you know, I, I think, but I'm with you. I think they're good. Now, however, Dave, a bit critical of Thomas and Adrian, but when they sat down at the dinner party and when they went to the actual commitment ceremony, it seemed really sweet. They were laughing and joking, holding hands. I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe Adrian has sort of cracked that uh, exterior, Thomas, and the, that little bit of fakeness, the drama, everything that he brings to the table. It's and it was going great, and he was a, it was a shoulder to cry on for April. Everything, and then obviously, I know what I talk about Whitney and that, but he just fucking went at the end, didn't it? They just started kicking off him and Thomas, <laughs> just, and then did like when Thomas said fucking Captain Curtains. <laughs> 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 You know what? I I really did not like Thomas in week one. I thought he was just fucking way too much, and I I think he's just he, he's he's just too over the top. I think he was really disrespectful to Adrian, and and I thought um, I, I just didn't like him. But I have to say, in the dinner party context, I thought he came on across a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> and like you say, just occasionally, you know, scattergun these one-liners out, and occasionally, like one will hit quite well. I did love the way, like you know, April was consoling in him, and you know, he'd, he'd spotted something was going on, uh, so he dragged April away, and then you know, got down with April and George to speak, but then he sort of turned on April. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, she wasn't expecting. That. <laughs> so that cracked me up. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Adrian just got to this point. He obviously bites his tongue a lot, you know, and so he hadn't been saying anything for ages. But then fucking 
he just had enough, hadn't he? Because I, th- I didn't think Adrian came across very well then. No, it, it was just it was the frustration just bubbling over the top, wasn't it? But I, I just don't see Thomas and Adrian working. But um, yeah, I, I, like I say, I did appreciate Thomas in that group setting. I thought he, he was like a good kind of catalyst for other people. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I'll tell you a couple of what it, it just come to me then. I haven't even written notes down, but I'll tell you who's pissing me off in these episodes, Dave. He's fucking Jess with yeah. PJ. PJ looks like a top guy. She's got a massive hang up on his job. I'm not saying there isn't an argument there because I said in the last episode, I don't know how I would be if, you know, my other half was, was a stripper or whatever. I, I don't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine that. So I, I can't be judgmental on that. But the stuff that she's picking up on him for, and she's just being a fucking mad ass. Like Sam kept saying to me, because obviously we were both sort of jet lagged. I think we were in and out of what she went. She just reminds me of that fucking Morag. She said from last series, <laughs> she said, she's just getting on my fucking nerves. And I said, yeah, but that's the thing. These characters are in there. And I feel that she's character assassinating PJ and knocking him down. And he's like, He's like self-evaluating himself when he's mm. got nothing to. I don't think half the time he's done anything wrong, but he, but he agrees with her. And it's like you're a lovely girl, you deserve. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're a spoiled fucking brat who has got her own way, and and she's just becoming more and more irritating as this show is. Perfect contestant, absolute perfect contestant. When Paul went at her, and he didn't go at her wrong a lot, he just gave her a little bit of a home truth. Mm. She went right back. Are oh, you picking on me? And I'm like. Fucking isn't. He's telling you the truth and you don't yeah. like it. So, yeah, great contestant, but what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. it's like, oh, you're making me out to seem a bitch. Well, Cinderella, well, if the shoe fucking fits. <laughs> you yes, know, exactly. so- <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way of putting she it. She has got a fucking massive chip on her shoulder about him being a stripper. And you know what, Chris? That's all right. If you want to be a judgmental fucker, Good on you. Enjoy your fucking life. The problem is, is like you say, it's the fucking gaslighting. Then it's taking pot shots at him. It's it's because she won't actually just come out and fucking say that. She'll find fault in everything else that is about him, and you can see it fucking chipping away at his sense of self. That's what I don't fucking like. And Whitney is doing exactly the same to Duca as well. Now. I'm not a fucking fan of Duca. I do think he's probably in there for the fame. But Whitney is just not fucking into him in the slightest. But instead of just saying that, instead of just coming out, she's making it all about him and his personality and making him question himself. And and it's just horrible to watch. And like you say, as soon as the camera gets turned around, the fucking waterworks come on again. And it's just that both of them are fucking morag. You know, 2.0 and 3.0 for me. Well, David, I am going to slightly disagree with you there. So up to the whole, up to the eighth episode, I have got all sorts of notes on Whitney. I think she's disrespectful. Same as what you said, she's disrespectful. She's always putting him down. She's called him fake from the first episode. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't know, understand what he's done. However, and I was all for laying into her in this episode. I was like, yeah, she's a fucking nightmare. She is. She, she's some of the things she said, oh, are we getting is my taxi due? Am I getting, you know, what time am I getting yeah. picked up, my plane due or whatever? 
100% stand by all that. I honestly, for like literally three and three quarter episodes, I was ready to go all in on it. When she said at the end, though, Dave, for me, he's fake. And, and he's like, what do you mean? And she said, well, he's already saying I'm going to get loads of, and I'm quoting her here, pussy in, and in, girls in my DMs, blah, blah, blah. And he then said, oh, well, well, yeah, I apologise for some wording. And I thought she's fucking called him out because of the context of the show, it reminded me of that Aussie couple. Do you remember when that girl said to that that guy who had the who looked like a Viking? Why, you know, she hated him. She couldn't stand him. But let's stay in here for another week and pretend we're together so we get another week on the show. Oh, it was, um, she came think. back for the reunion yeah, and she, she was a bit of a legend, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. <laughs> but, but remember it and, and yeah, it, yeah. she was saying like off camera. So if he's saying that off camera and then coming on camera and being this, like he was doing the cheers for everyone and all that, I sort of started thinking I was a bit team Whitney at then, Dave. Because I thought, you know what? It's true. He's there for what he can get on this show. And he is there for the influencer. We know that they all are an influencer and all that. But as soon as she said it, I thought, you know what? Fair play to her. And, and he didn't turn around and go, it's all lies. He just, he actually apologised for saying some of the things he said because he's been caught out. So they're a pair of shithouses together. But I also think if Whitney carries on this way, Dave, she might become one of my favourite characters because <laughs> this little... Uh, Wankaduka is getting called out rotten. I didn't like what she said about him. Like, I wanted a guy with bigger legs. He could be taller, all this. But if there's a hate there, because she's got this raging hate knowing that he isn't being true to himself and he's lying because he's saying all sorts of derogatory stuff and just fobbing her off for the camera and until he gets on camera. She's obviously there for love. I saw it was sticking up for at the end of it, Dave. That's how I saw it. Well, I am neither Team Duca nor Team Whitney, to be honest. They're all a gaggle of see next Tuesdays. <laughs> so <laughs> just the thing is, it, it kind of reminds me of The Bachelor. Remember that that one where um, oh, what was the guy's name? Was it Thomas or something? And you know, the the guys all as a group confronted him oh, and said, yeah. Yeah. "And said, uh, you thought about being The Bachelor, haven't you?" And he's like, well, you know, so this was on The Bachelorette. So yeah. for those yeah, of you who don't watch the, the Bachelorette, The Bachelor, it's this incestuous fucking thing where, you know, if you're on the show and people kind of like you, they'll invite you back to be the next Bachelor or Bachelorette. And he's like, well, well yeah, I did sort of think about it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you've thought about it. How are you not here for, was it Katie or fucking uh, Tasha or whoever it was for? And it was like the greatest crime that he had committed. You have thought about being the Bachelor after this season. You know, the fact that the previous 20-odd seasons, that's exactly what the format has been. You've all fucking thought it. It's just this guy happened to get caught out. Whitney calling Duca out for being fake. Fuck off. You're all <laughs> fucking fake. You know, just to a certain level. Now, you don't know what that con the context of that conversation was. You know, were they, were they having a little joke? Hard to imagine the way you see them together. but Or was he just... I don't know, saying it as a throwaway thing, like, you know, oh, if we don't work out, I'll fucking have loads of options when I get out there. You don't really know what the, the context of that was. Or maybe he was just being true. It's like, let's just fucking turn it on for the cameras. But I'm not fucking having that, you know, she's there for love and whatever. It's just, <laughs> she's put, she's going to leave, right? But she knows full well, if she 
thinks this guy is is a hundred percent fake, like all of them, she knows he's gonna write stay. So, you know, there's no risk. She knows she's gonna stay. Yeah, because because I and I still don't like the format on maths of if one says stay and one says go, you stay. <laughs> but, but, See, I fucking love that. <laughs> because it's like, I so need to get out of here. Guess again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there is that because people become more toxic and hatred to all the partners. But also the ones who, you like you just said, the ones who are in there for, and most of them are, for that fame, that platform to something new, is it fucks them over then because they're like, oh, shit, I've gone. I've gone here, you know, so... It, it's just a weird f- format for me. I always think if they both, if if this is um, one says the opposite of the other, then they should just fucking go, and that's it. But look, it's not a fucking prison. If they really want to fucking go, they go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <coughs> You're right. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so, stop you in there. your tracks there. Stop the flow, didn't I? It's like, but no, I, I kind of, you know, I don't know if there's some contract thing, but like I say, if they, if they really want to go, then they'll just go. But no, it's going to create a bit of drama now. It becomes a big thing in the following week. It's like, well, I said to stay, and I, the other person said to leave. and So it, it creates a bit of drama for next week, and I appreciate it for that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll accept that. I'll, I'll admit slight defeat on that. Slight, <laughs> oh, slightly. But I am saying, Dave, I think Duke might become the bad guy of all this if this escalates. So, uh, oh, in fact, Dave, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Because I've not said it this series. I'm going to put this within the reality radar. That's my prediction. You, you can't, no, uh, what, what exactly is the prediction? Because if the prediction is Duca turns out to be a dick, I'm not fucking having that that is a prediction. I, in a few, you know, tomorrow will be the day after today. There you go. There's my fucking prediction. Sorry. I've got the trademark. I've got the T-shirts to show it, Dave, as well. I'm sorry. People know what I'm saying. That's my prediction, that Whitney might not come out of this as bad as what she is at the moment. I think she's just just clawed a little bit back there for me. It just got me, me reality radar brain. Because, I've you know, obviously I've been away. I've been thinking about gambling and, and things like that. And then I come out and I was like, hang on a minute. Yes, I like what she's doing here at the end, Dave. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I think you were closer to an actual prediction before. There's something there between Kwame and Whitney. We saw this with the Australian editing as well in the dinner yeah. party when that fucking bellend, what was his name? Oh, the, the, I, the, I need to the be more Ed. specific. But <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, gym the gym guy. guy. Yeah, they yeah, just split up. With Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So they, they showed that specific interaction in the dinner party because they knew that that would pay off later on in the story as well. Exactly the same is going to happen here. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, I can't take, you know, uh, reality radar for that day because if we take all of them, there's nothing to play with in this. So, but I, I agree. I agree with that. I think, I think it's just, you're right. That little carrot is there because there was a little smirk, wasn't there, and everything between them. Again, fucking expert. <laughs> oh, what the, the experts, especially what are the fucking gold. <laughs> yeah, no, the experts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely shit for this. I, for the TV, they are going to... They might not, but that's the first sign we've seen that. Because 
In the last UK series, they had them two couples. Now, Bob has actually got a podcast, Dave, talking about maths, funny enough. Oh, nice. Uh, I hope he's not got a reality radar, otherwise there will be uh, copyright infringement. But he's, he's with um, another lady, and they're obviously talking about this, but his partner, Bob, copped off with that lad, Jordan, and we didn't see that coming. Nobody had seen any interaction. Mm. There was no flashes. However, exactly what you just said, the Australian one, there was a little bit of summit there, wasn't there? A little lingering thing with Carolina and that uh, gym lad. And then it just was enough to go, hang on. And then all of a sudden, he's in the gym training on his own with no one else in there. <laughs> and she yeah. comes in fully, like in Tawe, fully makeup up and everything. We're not a chance of doing any training. There was no bead of sweat coming off her brow. And then, and then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was just asking, how are you going with Dion there? Fuck off. You know, I'm so, impressed you remembered his name. Yeah, yeah, Dion. I still can't remember the gym head's name, Dave. Dude. <laughs> Fucking, uh, he had that little uh, porno yeah. 70s tash, whatever he was called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Dave, so have you got anything else to say about these episodes, Dave? Because we have got an email. Uh, yeah, I'm just wondering, uh, did we get that sponsorship in the end <laughs> that you were talking about? Uh, we did, Dave, yes. Because um, we could have worked in if we'd have talked about this before, because Kwame was saying he shaves everywhere. <laughs> and we could have, like, knitted that in. <laughs> oh, David, David, David. Right, anyway, let's just... Uh, we'll talk about that off-podcast, Dave, because that would have been wonderful. So should we introduce our, our sponsor in the next episode, then? We will introduce our sponsor in the next episode, <laughs> <laughs> no no prizes for the clue there or maybe i don't know send us an email you know see if you can guess who our sponsor will be <laughs> right anyway dave we had an email from mickey and he lives in france and now i was rubbish at french i got an e in french french because i always want to speak spanish so he has put a word a couple of words as the title of this email so i'm going to absolutely do this wrong but he says Appel de Vide. Oh, nice. I don't know if that's true, the right pronunciation, but there you go. He says, um, Hi, guys. American expat reality TV fan living in France. I've just finished watching Love Island 2022, so I was too late to write and thank you for your podcast as I slog through the shit, that shit first. A lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, in case you're wondering, the French had a term for that feeling of wanting to throw yourself off a bridge or into a train or whatever. It's called L'Appel de Vide or Call of the Void, mm. which is a great way to describe it. I've had this pretty much all of my life, a very strange feeling. Anyway, I have a feeling reality TV gives me a similar feeling, although I actually although I actually jump. I mean, you can't go much lower than maths. Thanks <laughs> for the great podcast, Mickey. So great email that day. That's a good one. No, that is good. I, I think I forgot when I talked about that, but yeah, it's at least there's other people out there who just feel like jumping off tall buildings, not just when they've watched maths. But <laughs> 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 and I don't know. I, I, uh, maybe it's Veed. We Veed, yeah, not, v, the Veed, the Veed probably is the Veed actually. Yeah, Chris, I was back and forth to Belgium for like two years or something and learned hardly any French. I, I just remember from school, like the, the, they used to make us all laugh in, in school to say, où est le banque? And uh, like, where is the bank? <laughs> yeah, I know some swear words, Dave, on Kool-Aid, but like, you can't yeah. say that anyway in English. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones I know. But um, 
Anyway, I, I, I honestly tried. Um, I, I, oh, it's been a few years now, but but the best I could do, like you know, when you when you were at school, they'd say like "Sava" is how are you, yeah, and then the the taught textbook way. So the way they teach English kids to respond to that is uh, "très bien" or uh, "oui, Sava" or something like that. But apparently, "Sava" is the response as well. So it, it's weird. So like a conversation, so I'd walk in and someone would say, ah, you know, bonjour, ça va? I'd say, ah, oui, ça va? But, you know, so I just found that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with you because it was a revelation for me that ça va was the response as well as the question. Ah, well, Dave, I mean, it's been about 10 days and we haven't seen each other. And to say that all of a sudden the football world has turned on its head has been an <laughs> understatement. I Fuck have off. Isn't it about time years, you, you uh, thank you the patrons? <laughs> years and years of you slating my beloved Manchester United and Liverpool are absolutely on the back foot, Dave, and I am here for it, my friend. This has been... <laughs> glorious there's a long way to go but it's just nice to know that the you know greatest defender in the premier league is going through the ringer dave and i am here for all of it all of it my friend well enjoy it because i i do think we're, we're going to struggle this season but uh i mean i'm glad you are so happy that you've strung a few wins together and are three points above <laughs> us so so well done for that um i'm expecting the dvd out in a few weeks <laughs> now now <laughs> anyway on that uh, little bit of salty bombshell i will <laughs> thank all our patrons as always, go to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to support us, guys. Big thank you to everyone. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And also, get over to Twitter or Instagram at cdrealitycast. And also, please don't email in about New York. I love the city. Dave was just riling everyone up, okay? I just didn't have a great experience this time. We will be back at some point. I'm really trying to get out of that one, Dave. So anyway, our roll call of honour is... Cassie, Megan, Kate, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Louie Green, and Kenka Starson. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. It's really good, yeah. And this will be coming out, and we will get the next episode out pretty quick as well. Now that I've caught up on that one week, Dave, and we've got this week, so it'll all be back on track for everyone. So uh, the weekly episodes are back. Yeah, I can actually uh, watch Monday night's episode now. I've been know, holding yeah. off and trying to avoid spoilers <laughs> and everything. So, uh, so yeah, can binge a little bit now. But it's good to get back together, mate, because uh, it has been a little while. And, uh, yeah, so thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. <laughs>